Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. So, Anna, I know it's really cold outside and everyone still wants cold. to say, yes, yeah, still cold. It's not going away. And everyone wants to curl up with Netflix. So what's the last thing in your queue? You probably wouldn't be able to guess, but... Gilmore Girls. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. We're getting to why later in the episode. I was like, was this a choice? (laughs) No, it was an assignment. It was very much an assignment. It was forced upon me. There are pros, there are cons. There are many, many, many cons. Um, (laughs) What what about you? The last thing in my Netflix queue is actually Grace and Frankie. I, I think you would like Grace and Frankie. It's really fun. It's with Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, and they just make me smile. Okay, if... All of you are wondering why we're talking about what we're watching. It's because that's what today's episode is all about. Let's start the show. I'm your host, Jada Gomez. And I am Anna Parsons. And like I said, today we're talking about streaming. We're talking about what we do when it's cold, when we want to stay inside. We're talking about Netflix. We're talking about the weird corners of the internet where we get our fix and stay in bed. Our Netflix and chilling when it's chilly outside. Exactly. (laughs) Things we're obsessed with. And things off the beaten path that we're obsessed with. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's guilty pleasure. Maybe it's just something weird you found Mm -hmm. on Sunday morning. I was going to say the things that you can always come back to, but then I remembered that Netflix snatched Freaks and Geeks away from me. It has snatched Idiot Abroad away from me, which Mm -hmm. if you've never heard of that, that is a BBC show with Ricky Gervais Mm -hmm. and Carl, uh, is it Pinkington? Pilkington. Mm. Oh, God, all the Brits out there are going to comfort me with them. I'll figure out the proper pronunciation when I get back from London. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you can go You can go say hi to them. I'll do some investigation for you. Yeah. <laughs> so they, like, snatched those shows away from me. So we're going to try to keep it to shows that are currently available, but, you know, no guarantees out there. Yeah. What are you watching? I'm curious. Me? When you're not on assignment with Gilmore Girls. Oh, God. When I'm not watching Gilmore Girls. Well, I started watching Pin 15 on Hulu. Oh, I heard good things about that. It's very good. Yeah. Um, but actually, um, as you know, I'm not a big TV person. It's very hard for me to sit down and watch anything because um, I have a short attention span. <laughs> so I actually tend to watch YouTube instead. Okay. I used to be very into vegan YouTube. Oh, I would watch. Um, oh, yeah. I'm not a vegan at all. I'm sitting. I've, got, I've literally got eggs in front of me right now. <laughs> <laughs> like a basket of eggs. <laughs> but uh, I love watching vegans yell at each other for um, <laughs> not being vegan enough. I also love minimalism channels. So there's so many channels with people being like, I spent $50 in New York this month, mm-hmm. <laughs> rent included. <laughs> you find people on YouTube who took it to a whole new extreme. And I'm like, how in the world did you like live on oxygen and like a dollar this month? I heard that you were so obsessed with the one show that they started calling you a narc at oh your my pa- God. last office. Yes. So I had this whole introduction to National Geographic, which is so nerdy on top of it. National Geographic show Drugs, Inc. It's like a show with that goes behind the scenes with like 
police officers and like actual drug dealers and I learned all this stuff from like rap songs that I didn't know and I'd go back to my like my job I used to be like oh my gosh do you know what the stash house is like the stash house is where people keep their drugs and then they put baking soda in like their drugs to like make it stretch and he was like please stop saying these drug like terminologies and stuff was this out loud or on slack no I would talk to him I'd be like I was like really chat I was really super chatty Kathy with him and I'd be like hey Bruce did you realize what happens in the stash house and he's like Jada stop it <laughs> you sound like an arc <laughs> I love that show I was still it's still on National Geographic if you ever for a marathon run of it Okay, so if you're not ready to watch Drugs Inc. and you're not ready to fall down a vegan YouTube rabbit hole, um, the Bustle editors have some recommendations for you as well. Yeah, let's hear them. Hi, I'm Stefan from Branded, and I think you should watch Korean dramas on Netflix because I don't think people really know that it's a really good source for them. Um, I really love this series called Reply 1997, which is like about Korean adults who like remember their school days. There's also Reply 1988 and a few other Reply years. Um, So they're very nostalgic, mostly to Koreans, but like you'll still enjoy it and find things nostalgic about it. I'm Tanya, I'm from the Lifestyle Team, and I am absolutely obsessed with streaming Love After Lockup on the Oxygen app. It's kind of like a dating reality show, but not in the sense of like, you know, it's not it's not like The Bachelor or anything. And uh, I mean, I just find it absolutely fascinating that even in prison, there are dating websites that cater to you because like there are like literally multiple websites that if you are in prison you can sign up to to find a quote-unquote pen pal but really they're dating websites uh so i'm absolutely obsessed with it and i recommend that everyone watch it even though whenever i say that i get a bunch of eye rolls i'm ariel from the branded team and anyone with a brain a heart and a sense of humor will fall in love with Instant Hotel on Netflix because it's so shady, but also has a heart of gold somewhere buried beneath endless sniping at people's houses. The premise is amazing. It's basically like a bunch of Australians who are Airbnb owners go around the country and try out each other's Airbnbs and then they rate them. And then at the end, the winning Airbnb couple gets to go to sunny California to stay in one of the world's nicest Airbnbs. But one of the reasons that this show is so amazing is because it's Australian reality television and Australian reality television is lawless and does not censor itself and you're gonna lose your mind. It's so funny. The people are also just smart and weird and a total mixed bag and like if you don't like it, don't talk to me. I'm Alex and I'm obsessed with Love Island. So Love Island is this UK dating show where there are all these like young 20-somethings live in a house together and then they all have to like find their partner Um, but they also have to share a bed which is really weird it is a crazy show and it's also there are so many episodes so each season has like 70 episodes because in the UK they air it every single night for like two or three months yeah so great show if you just kind of really want to enjoy that trash every night (laughs) 
I'm Sage from Entertainment, and I am obsessed with Good Girls. Um, it's still on right now, but you can watch the first season on Netflix. Uh, you watch the ongoing season on Hulu, um, and it's this amazing sort of Breaking Bad-esque crime drama about three women who are best friends and live in the suburbs and all have need for a particular reason uh, for a lot of money and they end up robbing a bank and then of course things sort of go downhill from there Um, they become caught up in this entire criminal organization they have to keep testing themselves of what they are willing to do or not do and it's just so much fun the cast is amazing it's genuinely shocking and exciting and feminist and I think you'll love it so Jada I guess you're wondering why I had to watch Gilmore Girls yes I'm so curious because I do not see you as a Gilmore girl not, not a voluntary Gilmore girl <laughs> not that's voluntary. for sure even yeah. though you do remind me of Lorelai the biggest compliment which I kind of love we'll, we'll get to that later yeah <laughs> so I watched Gilmore Girls in honor of one of Bustle's newest series called I'm So Jealous which is um, dedicated to the books TV shows movies podcasts and you know other stuff that super fans are so jealous that somebody gets to watch for the first time mm-hmm. it's something the entertainment team and the books team has been working on for a while one of these shows that I have never seen that bustle i feel like everybody at bustle has seen like it's like a requirement to work here we talked about our gilmer girls one true pairings on my very first day of bustle and because of course you did yeah and because i was a jess fan i was completely seated and i was okay (laughs) with the bustle girls (laughs) i'm sure that got you your job it got me yeah right yeah like they did research beforehand to make sure you were a jess fan yes yeah okay she's so like was gilmer girls so let me tell you guys out there in the audience, like, so we've got a conference room called Stars Hollow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I accidentally call it Stardew Valley, which only video game people will get. But yeah, Stars Hollow, the conference room. We have a National Bustle Day on March 9th. Um, and that's all because Lauren Graham declared it so back in 2016. Like, that is so cool. I didn't even know that as like a relative newbie. I thought it was like the first day we went live or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. Again, it all goes back to Gilmore Girls. But We're I, very dedicated. I had never seen this show. I had never wanted to see this show. I honestly feel like kind of an old hag for hating the show. Like, <laughs> you know, like very like Disney villain of me. Did you try watching it back in the day and you're just like, I can't deal? Or did you just like I saw like. I saw a few clips of it and I thought they were annoying. Um, (laughs) They talk really fast. They talked really fast. I thought it was really annoying. And then I read the plot points and I just like, again, I got very Disney villain about Rory. I'm like, Rory and her good grades and her boys. Which is so sad. Ice cream princess title. Which is so sad because everybody in high school is like, Jay, you're such a Lorelai. I mean, not Lorelai. Her name is Lorelai, as I learned. Everybody in high school would literally be like, Jay, is such a Rory young more and so I always felt like I'm like is that a good thing or a bad thing and then when I started here I got the same compliment they're like Jada gives me gives me Rory vibes I just don't like to say it out loud because I know like that could be like yeah as a bad thing not a compliment from me no it's fine it's fine I like you like like, we do kind of have that that like kind of vibe and I kind of love it that's kind of cute millions of viewers love that dynamic on Gilmore Girls right maybe they like ours too so the bustle huddle has the same Gilmore Girls spirit 
Yeah, when I was younger and I used to be obsessed with Gilmore Girls, I still am now. My mom would always be like, but Jada, where are the black people on the show? And I'm like, I don't know where they are. They're somewhere in the town. But, like, the show is really just about Rory and Lorelai. But, I mean, hey, she did have a point. No, she had a good point. Yes. She's right. Like, beyond that, what's his name, Mikhail, the, like, yes. hotel guy who's, like, yeah, of, like, an ambiguous background. Like, there are no black people. That's true. And if they are, they're just, like, extras. And so right. it's, like, very blatant. Um, like I think I saw one um, black actress playing a, literally like a maid at the mother's house Gilmore Girls I know if it was 2019 we'd expect a lot more yeah we would ex- <laughs> we've come a, we've come a long ways we still have a long ways to go yeah but yeah that's definitely one of the complaints but I needed a little prodding to watch your Gilmore Girls your Gilmore, Gilmore Girls education <laughs> Yes, my Gilmore Girls education. So I got two of the biggest Gilmore Girl fans at Bustle, Sam Rulo and Jamie Primo, in the studio to tell me all about Gilmore Girls, to let me share my wicked evil opinions about the show, and um, give me some viewing tips. Well, if there were ever two bustlers who could really have that conversation and break it down like a college course, it would be Jamie and Sam, so you're in good hands. In the studio with me right now are Sam Rulo and Jamie Primo, two of the biggest Gilmore Girls fans I could find in Bustle, which is saying quite a bit. Hello. Hello. Hi. So first tell me, just how obsessed with Gilmore Girls are you? Um, I'm very obsessed in that I have watched at least the whole series like at least three times through seven seasons, but more importantly, I've watched seasons two through three for reasons I'll explain later. <laughs> At least 15 times through, if not more. I've gone to multiple trivia nights. Um, I when, it's, when Tumblr was a big thing, I followed a lot of Tumblrs about it. I can quote it constantly. I made my mom watch all of it. And it's, uh, as again, I'll talk about later, for certain reasons, I think it has ruined my romantic life. Oh, my God. Have you won these trivia nights? Came in second. Oh, and also, I've been to two Gilmore Girls fan festivals, and I hosted one of the panels at the 2017. I remember this. So uh, <laughs> even, uh, you know, people putting these things together recognized the fan level, and I appreciate that. Okay, well, Jamie, how big of a Gilmore Girls fan are you? So I might not be able to beat Sam, but <laughs> I went to one Gilmore Girls fan festival. And yes, I saw you there. Yes, and I have rewatched it probably at least five times, and I'm currently rewatching it again. Like, it's become my show that I watch as I fall asleep because it's just comforting and easy to watch and still a very dedicated fan. So what makes this show so addictive? As somebody who has their qualms about the show, which I guess I'll get to later, (laughs) tell me why do you love it? Um, For me, I think part of it is nostalgia. I started watching the reruns when they were on ABC Family when I was like probably 12 and then I ended up like watching all of it like as I got older. But then also I think no matter when you start, they build out Stars Hollow, the town, so much and make it feel like such a real place with all these little like quirks and like small characters but who keep popping up that it feels like a real place and it's almost like coming home when you watch it. So for me it's a very, like Jamie said, comforting, like relaxing show. And for me it also like it never is upsetting. Like even if like like Lorelai and Rory have a fight or something sad is happening, like you would just never walk away like worried about the end of an episode or something. It's just like an ultimately heartwarming, very, very comforting show that's like if you don't feel good, it can definitely make you feel better. Yeah. Piggybacking off of what Sam said, I feel like it's just such a smart, well-written show and there's these constant pop culture references and Lorelai and Rory's like mother-daughter relationship is 
super great and you just fall in love with all the characters even if you have strong opinions about which one you think is the best which I know we'll get to later um but yeah I feel like it's the comforting nostalgia of it and like I remember I rewatched it when I first moved to New York and I watched it the summer when I first graduated and lived at home so I feel like it's just like I revisit it and then it reminds me of when I was younger and first watched it so it's just a really great show so I was gonna save all of my wicked opinions till the very end for you guys to fight back but I'm going to express one now because okay, I think me. it's the right time. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So this kind of, Gilmore Girls reminds me of Hallmark movies, and I have to ask. That is wildly offensive. Is it? (laughs) Yeah. How? Because Gilmore Girls, I would say, is one of the best written series, definitely the best written teen series, I would say, ever. And Hallmark movies are funny to watch because they're terribly written and it's like the most stilted unrealistic dialogue ever and Gilmore Girls is like fast like it feels like these people are really talking to each other the only thing that's common is like it's in a quaint town yeah I guess it was that quaintness it was that like it's like Norman Rockwell for yeah, like that's like the town teens. but that's I would say where the similarities end yeah well, I love Hallmark movies also but I acknowledge that they are super cheesy but I think Gilmore Girls like no one really does talk like that but you can appreciate that it seems genuine coming from them speak for yourself Jamie Oh, <laughs> and I mean, like, people listening can't tell. I talk roughly the speed of Gilmore Girls, if not further, because this is me toning it down for a podcast <laughs> and actively trying to talk slowly. Well, when you guys were talking about it being comforting, I'm like, oh, maybe it's like that kind of warm hug of a show, like a Hallmark it Channel is, movie. but not in a cheesy way, I think. Okay, I, got, yeah. I see. So that's just where like, you're... I think it has a lot more depth. Yeah. And, and in defense of Hallmark movies, you can only get to so much depth in two hours than you can in a seven-season seri- show. But I think there's a lot more going on under the surface. And I feel like Hallmark movies are very much like the cover of a Christmas card. Yeah. Hallmark movies are like bad good. And I think Hallmark Girls is just good good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, I'm cracking up at your... I just want to like piss you off this entire, <laughs> <laughs> like, this entire interview. I want to say wildly offensive I'm things. I'm just going to start yelling by the end. <laughs> well, since you brought up the speed thing, that was actually wicked opinion number two about Gilmore Girls was that I found their dialogue to be very annoying. Okay, well, I guess then you find me annoying. I, I don't. As a personal attack as someone no. who is one of the fastest talkers I know. My own parents don't understand me when I talk. There, There it is, though. See, in Gilmore Girls, there's two of them. There's mm. Lorelai and there's Rory talking at each other like that. If there was another you, maybe I would hate you. Both of you. But I also feel like it just lets them get through more. And, yeah. like, I feel like that's why the show moves, like, fast. And, like, there's so many fun pop culture references. And, like, it's still always funny. So, like, there's little things you pick up on that you didn't before. 
Yeah, I was going to say you can rewatch it a bunch of times and then notice references you didn't understand the first time, whether because you weren't familiar with that book or character or something the first time. And it's just so smart when you do look back at it and catch all of those things. I also um, went to ATX, which is a TV festival in Austin a couple years ago, and they did a Gilmore Girls reunion, and this was way before, it was before the revival was even announced, so it was like the first time they were all together. Obviously, I just like cried the whole time, (laughs) but at the after party, I was able to go, and Amy Sherman-Palladino was there, and I had been drinking a bit, and I went up to her, and very emotionally, on the edge of tears, was like, I just want to thank you for writing a show where they talk fast, because I always talk fast, and people always make fun of me, and I really (laughs) liked watching it, and it made me feel like they talk like me. And that's, I don't, and I think she was like, what did yeah, she, like, yeah. she was like, oh, thanks so much. That's so great. Yeah, I felt the same way. That's how I talk. And I was like, why can't other people talk like that or whatever? Talk like that on TV. And I was like, yeah, it's so great. And then I like ran away. Oh, and she created the universe where everybody talks like that. Yep. Okay. You, you're kind of winning me over with that. Thanks. Okay. So since this is adjacent with I'm so jealous, what are the episodes that you're so jealous that I'm going to get to see for the first time? Okay. Number one for me is, well, I guess actually, I'm sorry. The first episode that I would be jealous of you watching is Nick and Nora sit and Nancy because that is the episode when Jess Mariano enters the world of Gilmore Girls. Mm. The true episode that's my favorite episode is They Shoot Gilmore's Don't They, which is the dance marathon episode, which is like a very iconic one for a lot of reasons. It's also a key Jess episode. And as I was saying earlier, I've rewatched seasons two and three the most because those are the seasons Jess is in. And most of my favorites are from that season because any episode in which Jess has a significant plot is my favorite episode. But going beyond that, I also always recommend Emily the Grandma. I didn't appreciate when I was young as much. And now when I watch it, I'm like, she is a literal icon. Like, I want to be her. And any of the episodes where she gets, like, a different side of her shown are my fave. So there's a couple where, like, Lorelai's grandma comes, and that shows a crazy side of Emily. And it's just, like, anytime Emily kind of gets to, like, come out of her super, like, uptight shell, it's always, for me, a treat. I would say one of my favorite episodes is the season one finale, Mm. um, where it's the Thousand Yellow Daisies episode. And Dean and Rory finally get back together, and she says that she loves him. And then at the end... Uh, Max proposes to Lorelai and he has the whole inn filled with a thousand yellow daisies because the day before she makes this comment about how if he's going to propose he has to do it right and I don't know at the end it's super sweet because then Lorelai and Rory run to each other so excited to tell each other the news so I feel like that's when it really picks up and then um, I really like season two when Jess does come in and there's that conflict with Dean even though I have a different opinion on it than Sam I still think it gets much more interesting at that point. I just want to thank you for giving me an episode so accessible. Like, I can make it to the end of the first season. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jess comes. It's like hooked. season two, I want to say episode six. Okay. That Jess comes. I think I pledged to make it to the end of season two this week. Yeah, you got to at least meet Jess because he's a game changer. Mm-hmm. Personally and in terms of television. <laughs> okay, so let's get to that. I want to see oh, you Oh, also, fight. I think for Logan people, we got to throw one more episode out there, which is I'll give them You Jump, I Jump, Jack. Is, oh. a, like, is it a phenomenal episode? I really don't like Logan, but that comes way later when Rory's in college. Wait, so Logan's another love interest? Yeah, he, she has three main ones, Dean, Jess, and Logan. And you jump, I jump, Jack. Even for people like me and Jamie who aren't Logan supporters, it's a great episode. Yeah, I think we can both agree on our Logan hate, but that one is very good. Yeah. Okay, so let's get to the shipping then. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm so I'll, excited. I'll, I really want to see you guys fight. Jess Mariana, where do I begin? Played by Milo Vince Miglia, now known as Jack Pearson on This Is Us, finally getting the attention and acclaim he's always deserved. <laughs> Jess to me is, so he's a definite type in that he is the bad boy on the outside, 
rebel who on the inside is super sweet and sensitive and like he's obviously not the first that's like been a trope since like that was James Dean that was like my so-called live Jordan Catalano like it's still happening on shows that's like a type to me Jess is the ultimate type and I fully admit that I think because I was watching it at a formative age I've literally talked to my therapist about this Jess like shaped my taste in men So I've had a lot of, like, dating situations where I've been more into someone because they reminded me of Jess in some way. But just for, you know, Jess obviously has some issues, especially emotional issues. He's very closed off because he didn't know how to give love because he never received love before. And unfortunately, that's now what I subconsciously look for in men because watching Jess as I grew up just really was like, that's it. That's the guy. Also, he's the best one for Rory. He's super smart. He opens her up in ways no one else did. He challenges her in ways no one else did. I think he was the first one to treat her like a real person with, like, flaws and not, like, this weird, like, doll on a shelf like everyone else wanted to treat her. It's your turn. Okay. So, Dean was Rory's first love, um, and I feel like he was such a pivotal part of her foundation as a person, and he also built her an entire car. Uh, I think it was for her birthday in the first season, and he kind of just, I feel like, he when he meets her he loves her for who she is like he says that he first saw her sitting there reading but he didn't want to bother her um he goes and meets her grandparents who are super strict and hate him for no reason and he kind of puts up with all of this because he cares so much about rory i will admit that he has his flaws like he gets super insecure when jess comes to town although it seems pretty warranted could anyone blame (laughs) anyone for being insecure when jess is around no yeah exactly and later him and rory make some not great decisions which are not acceptable but speaking of like first and second season dean like i feel like he's great for rory because he kind of as she actually later says in the reboot they run into each other and she's like thank you for being the best possible boyfriend and making me feel safe and i feel like it's like a really touching scene that if you are a fan of the show like it is i cried when i watched the revival and that dean episode happened and i wasn't a big fan of dean but that was like a very touching moment yeah because i feel like she's acknowledging what dean shippers love about him that he was solid and he was there for her like one of their first dates is him going and watching movies with rory and her mom and eating a bunch of snacks and he's like this is fine even though i feel like a lot of guys would be like no thanks Um, And then my final point with that is that last year for Bustle, I interviewed Milo Ventimiglia, who plays Jess, and I was talking to him about how I love Dean, and he even said that he likes Dean, too. So I feel like if the guy who played Jess is also Team Dean. That's just because he's trying to be (laughs) humble, obviously. I don't know. But that's my closing argument. I I will say Dean is a great first boyfriend. Like, I will not – I hate what happens with Dean later on. Obviously, most people do. Also, I'm not going to say Jess is perfect. She has an incredibly problematic, messed up scene. And he definitely has his flaws. But I think that just for me personally, as much as I think Dean is a great first boyfriend, I'm just not into that whole safety vibe as much as I am into the just more like challenging you in ways you haven't been challenged before and just kind of being like someone a little bit out of your comfort zone. And I feel like because that, especially when I was watching, it was like, wow, like that's what you need to like help grow up is like someone to like push you in different ways and push you like in terms of personality of like, okay, like, you know, he's not just going to like build me cars. He's just going to like be himself and punch people but the one (laughs) other thing though is that he leaves and he doesn't even say goodbye to rory which really sucks um, so just as i said before doesn't know how to give love because he never received (laughs) love he comes from an abusive home and i'm not saying like i said he has a lot of issues but i think that there are a lot of expectations on him and then immediate like just like coloring him as this like bad guy that like a lot of people in Stars Hollow and Gilmore Girls like the world of Gilmore Girls never gave him a chance Mm. and I feel like the longer the show went on the more they showed that he really was 
a good person underneath it all. Like, we see his relationship with Luke, like, really develop. We see him get his act together later on. And, like, for someone who's been through a lot, I feel like he did the best he could, um, save for that one really bad moment. That doesn't... That one moment. (laughs) Well, for the sake of time, I've got to give you some final very rude opinions about Gilmore Girls for you to defend it. Right. And I guess this one is, I think Rory is a spoiled brat. Like, I, Oh, I hate Rory. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I've get... read the plot, and I hate her. Yeah, I mean, I watched the entire series, and I don't like her that much. I also, I always say I think Jess can do better, <laughs> because she really <laughs> bothers me. Well, I, my, my thing is, I'm like, I don't even want them to be together because of Rory. I want them to be together because I want Jess to be happy. Then if you don't pull for the main character, how because are you loving the show? Lorelai. Lorelai's the main character, first and, of all, I think, honestly. Yeah, and I would say I don't know if I would say Rory's spoiled, but she kind of is a brat, like, because she grew up yeah. really humbly, and, like, yeah. her mom came from a rich family, but I feel like kind of she sees the world revolving around her always, mm-hmm. especially in the revival. Like, she's, she's insufferable the in that. Yeah. The revival itself isn't great, like, for a lot of reasons, but one of them is they take all of the worst of Rory and really dial it up, and you don't really get to see as much of the f- good parts of her, and I feel like... Especially if you watch it as an adult, you'll be even more annoyed by Rory. But also <laughs> Lorelai always stays kind of amazing and interesting. And her storylines, I think, are just a lot more interesting because they're more just, like, complex and not, like, high school. Mm. And also, like I said, Emily, their grandma, is an icon. Um, so I feel like you can still, like, be annoyed by Rory and still really love the show. Yeah. And I feel like maybe Lorelai partly built up Rory so much because she didn't have that mm-hmm. when she grew up. So it's like the whole town, though, is obsessed with Rory. Like, yeah. even, like, they make her, like, the ice cream queen in one episode yeah. and they're just always doing all these things for her but I feel like in the last episode it's especially touching because um major spoiler alert but she is going off actually on Obama's campaign and Lorelai throws this whole party in the town and I think it's the scene where she's talking to her dad and says something like oh I can't believe they all did this for Rory and he was like no this is a testament to you and I think Lorelai is kind of (laughs) (laughs) but like Lorelai's the driving force between behind like everything good that happens with Rory and I think that's what's most powerful about it. I think Lorelai is the real center of the show because at the end of the day it's more about her relationship with Rory than anything else Mm -hmm. and then her relationship with her mother and like all the kind of things that go into both of those and then everything else is just kind of more like filling in the in-between and and well Jess is the true star but (laughs) he's not a titular Gilmore girl I suppose no okay final and most actually problematic thing about Gilmore girls is that the show seems seems to be super white from what I'm seeing Jada and I had a conversation right before this Mm -hmm. so yeah I'm not going to defend that it's super white yeah I agree I think there are a few characters of color and I mean there should have been more like flat out I will say it would probably, unfortunately, might have been a little more diverse than other teen shows at the time. Rory's best friend is Asian American, and like they show her speaking Korean with her mom, and it's like a very important part of her life. Um, and one of Lorelai's friends and coworkers is black, but they also really like hetero. Like it's also not inclusive in terms of sexuality mm. until the revival. And like there's not a single love interest of color, which like no. they both dated. Like especially Lorelai goes on so many dates. Like the fact that she never dated any guy who wasn't white is like ridiculous. When Rory goes to college, like it's it's like it's if only white people go to college. Like there's definitely parts where there should have. I mean the whole thing should have had more. Yeah. There are very also specific circumstances that like it really wouldn't have been hard to throw it in. And I don't know why they didn't do some more like inclusive casting for those. Yeah, because even with Lane, Rory's friend that Sam was talking about, like some of it feels a little bit stereotypical. Like they yeah. kind of heighten it for comedic effects and like I don't know. Like I know I can't speak for anyone on that, but it's just like it's not necessarily the best representation, especially when it is such a minor part of the show yeah there definitely could have been 
a lot more and should have been a lot more. I mean, the demographics in Stars Hollow are just a little. Yeah. Yeah. But then also, like, I mean, she goes to Yale and like, yeah, which is like in. Um, There's no excuse whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. one of my friends went to Yale. She... What state is Stars Hollow in? Connecticut. Connecticut. So it's kind of like. Okay. I see. But still. I see. Final chance. Tell me why I'm going to love Gilmore Girls because I'm going to watch it all this week. You go first. Um, I think you're going to love Gilmore Girls just because it will cheer you up when you need it and it will just be a comforting thing to go home to. Yeah. And I think if you watch it with like an open mind and kind of like acknowledging like it's kind of very much I think of its time, which is why the nostalgia factor is so strong Mm -hmm. and just take the stories for what they are. I think you'll find yourself like falling in love with all the characters by the end of the season and actually wanting to keep watching. Um, I feel like the first episode is a little slow, honestly, but don't give up on it. Don't find yourself falling in love with Jess because she's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Important. I have to fight you for it. <laughs> well, I look forward to seeing it. I do feel like HR is going to like call me up and be like, okay, now you're finally really a bustle employee if I like this show. I do do like as a joke when people start that I'm, I'm like, oh, which team are you on? I'm like, should we just start putting that in like, you know, people's in the application? Packet? Like, you yeah. know, yeah. but like your, your billing address for your health insurance, also which team are you on and go more girls? We're going to need it to be a lot of slack icons end up being one of the guys. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I look forward to watching it. Genuinely. I think I'm telling the truth. Enjoy. <laughs> so. Let us know what you think. I will. you've watched the show for work but you've done it what's the verdict what do you think (sighs) oh no deep sighs are never good (laughs) no my deep sighs because i kind of like it oh yay (laughs) oh my god we converted her no i'm not a full convert i'm not a full convert i still don't like rory um (laughs) i love lorelei she's everything you totally have (laughs) lorelei vibes She's so great. Thank you so much. No, I'm like I'm like Lauren Graham's number one fan. Like yeah. I didn't even know. Like, yeah, she can call it National Bustle Day. I know why we listen to her now. She is great. She is an American She's hero. So good. Yes. I mean, I already was inclined to like it more this time too because of um Amy Sherman Palladino. She makes um The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, yes, which I really love. Incredible. Yeah, it's such yeah. a good show. So I had a more open mind. I did think the writing was a lot smarter. I don't think the acting was the best. I'm looking at a lot of you, except for Lauren Graham. Lauren Graham did great. (laughs) Oh, but what about Suki? We can't forget Melissa McCarthy. She's pretty awesome. Melissa McCarthy was doing great. She was doing it. She was doing enough. She's one of my favorites, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I, I don't love her character of like clumsy, going to die in the kitchen. But again, I only saw I didn't see enough, you know. I one thing I didn't know when I was talking to Sam and Jamie was that every season has like like the first season has twenty one episodes. Yeah, that's crazy. As of when you told me that you were watching for work, I'm like a Gilmore Girls viewing from the beginning is a commitment. Like that's like something Mm-mm. you do over the summer. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. So you took on a great undertaking. No, I just skipped around and I wanted to see the boys because apparently that's what it's all about. Yes. Um, and you, Milo. I, I just want to say, yeah, Milo, Jess is ridiculous. Like he's very cute. He's so cute. Um, <laughs> he looks like like he's like a mix of like young Disney Hercules meets like a greaser. <laughs> yeah. Oh my but god, I was so obsessed with Jess. He's like, very cute. He's so cute and he's like has like that little like touch of bad boy that's like not too bad but like intriguing. But his, I get why Rory loved him. His opening scene where he has the plate of cigarettes beside him. Yeah. <laughs> 
I know he has a rough background, but like he's so tough. That no, no, that much nicotine ain't gonna solve nobody's problems. Like he's just ridiculous, (laughs) (laughs) and Dean is kind of creepy. Yeah, I wasn't really a Dean fan, but I think that's just because my heart belonged to Jess. I respect Jamie's opinions. I think I like her more for being a Dean stan, but um, I don't know. I can't get behind any of them. I also think Luke is ridiculous. He's kind of like... <laughs> I was just about to say, like, what do you think about Luke? I mean, Luke is Luke is very handsome. He kind of, like, in the opening scene, so he reminds me of, like, you know, like, restaurants like Hooters and stuff where it's, like, hot women parading around? He's just, like, a hot man parading it's around like, with coffee. Hey, it's all about the female gaze. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is all about the female gaze. And I know they made him surly to seem like he had a personality, but it's still hilarious. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I never thought I would be having a conversation about the Gilmore Girls with me like, with Anna Parsons, but it is definitely worth the wait and it is very unexpected joy. That yeah, was a ridiculous show. Um but you know, like shows like this are beloved for a reason. I am um I'm ready to I don't know, like have a more open mind. I um you know, I grew up really religious and my parents didn't let me watch TV, which is why I missed a lot of these shows, but it's also just because I'm a jerk and I think I'm not going to like them. All right. Well, I think it's time to end the show because um <laughs> the the time on the mic is telling me so. <laughs> we have talked forever about about Gilmore Girls, you strangely. Can. You can. I mean, in bus, at Bustle, like, you can talk about Well, I mean, the show's day. a million hours long. Of yes, course you can. A million hours of content. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. We'll be with you next week. See you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. The Bustle Huddle is produced by Anna Parsons and Michaela Heck with help and love from Roseanne Salvatore. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. And definitely leave us reviews on iTunes because we'd love to hear your feedback. You can also email us at huddle at bustle.com. I'm your host, Jada Gomez. And I'm the number one Lauren Graham fan, Anna Parsons. And we will see you next week.